Welcome to the Home Team Sacramento Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and today uh, we have one of my favorites. I, I like to think of this guy as one of my favorite coaches that I never had because I really just appreciate what this guy has done um, for various sports teams that I've seen him coach, and I just think he's just one of one of the good guys that I think a lot of people can take a lot of lessons from. Today we have former Laguna Creek girls basketball coach, Coach Cody, Cody Norman. What's going on, Coach? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Now, I, I gave you those compliments because I'm about to say this. So <laughs> we've been trying to make this podcast happen for a while. And I, I think I first reached out for this specific podcast. We've done other podcasts together, but this podcast, I reached out after you guys won your section title. Now, I'm not saying you big time me. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying after you won the title, it was a little tougher yeah. to book you. Um, yeah, it was, and I want to apologize because as you, as you're saying and letting everyone know, um, <laughs> we did try and I, I feel really bad. Like I would, I, I always try to like follow up on things. And so, um, you know, like if somebody texts me, I want to be able to make sure I respond and not like, just leave it hanging there. And it always felt like, okay, Hey coach, you know, talking to you, I'll be like, Hey Josh, you know. Uh, I'll get back to you when when there's a time and we just kept putting it off kept putting it off and then you know we would go about four or five months where you wouldn't reach out to me and then you would send me another text um so I apologize I mean I was I definitely wasn't big time in you no um, I know but, but uh you know I'm glad that we're finally able to make it work now and it's an honor to be on the show um the podcast that I've checked out from the show you got such a variety of guests um, that just, you know, kind of blows my mind why I'm here. So I'm, I'm honored to be here. And I wanted to take a moment before you ask any questions just to honor you, Josh, because you've been like amazing uh, just in the time that we've known each other. Obviously, I didn't, you know, uh, meet you until Character Combine that kind of brought us together. Uh, but I was even, you know, thinking about the first time we met and it was when I was coaching down at Manteca and you came out, you know, talked for probably like 20 minutes to, to my girls. It was during preseason. It was right after conditioning. So you walk into this room and it's probably doesn't smell that great because the girls had been working hard. And, um, you know, you come in, you, you, you know, every time that I've had you come and it's probably been maybe 10 times between you know, the different teams that I've coached, you've even come and talked to my sports psychology classes in the past. Um, but every time you've always brought like really good stuff. And I don't think you know how much of an impact that you've had on my team. So you may think like, oh, I'm just, I'm just coming in and giving 20 minutes of some, you know, hopefully something that sticks, but it does, I think, do a lot and kind of stays with my teams in the past. So like, Going back to the Manteca, like I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, this guy, I'm going to assume you weren't getting paid, drives all the way from Sacramento to Manteca to talk for 20 minutes and then gets back in his car and drives another hour back up to Sacramento. Like I didn't take it for what it was worth at the time, but reflecting on it, thank you for like every time that you came out and, and spoke to my teams. That was like just, it, I always appreciated it big time. Man, I appreciate those kind of words. Now I wish I wouldn't have given you a hard time at the top of this. Dang, <laughs> he, he, came, he came back and got me. No, I, I appreciate that, man. And um, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I've I've told my wife multiple times. It is funny. She always gets you because there was two coaches that always um, were kind enough to let me come out and speak yourself. 
and then coach uh, Bobby Clark, Clark, who used to coach at Encina. He's, I think he's in Butte. Um, he works at the, I think he's the, he's a dean at the Butte College or something. I, I forgot exactly where he works, but um, she would always get, for the longest time, she would get you guys mixed up. She's like, are you going to Encina or Manteca? I'm like, no, it's, it's Manteca for coach, for coach Norman. Um, but I, I've told her before over all these years that we've known each other. I said, you know, I've always appreciated what you do, uh, your perseverance. And that's why I was so excited when you guys won the the section title in 2022. Um, because I saw some of the other teams and some of the rough seasons that you guys had, and and you never seemed to, uh, it never bothered, it never seemed to bother you, at least externally. I'm, I'm sure the competitor inside of you was going crazy, <laughs> but uh, you kept coming back, you kept leading, you kept you know making character and and honor all that a priority. Um, so I told her, I said, man, I would always come out to speak to your team, uh, no matter what. Anytime you ask, I'm always happy to come out and talk to your 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 girls, um, and they're always incredibly respectful. And, um, and same with you, man, like there's been a couple of times, I'm not going to name names, but there's been a couple of times where people invite me out and the coach looks uh, so disinterested more than their athletes. I'm like, I'm not sure why I came out here because <laughs> you don't seem to care. And you, you set me up horribly, but, um, man, you've always had just such a great setup. And so, yeah, man, I love coming to talk to your teams and, um, man, I just appreciate you. Appreciate you for well, sure. Right back at you. I, I definitely, again, uh, you know, just numerous times where like I still think about I, I forget obviously I don't remember the exact year but you had you had come out and kind of brought in the whole like 300 movie the Spartans and the orb and like if you don't you know protect oh, yeah, yeah. yourself when the arrows are coming you know you're gonna all die like that yeah. that thing still <laughs> that story still sticks with me so um you know you always brought good stuff that was relatable to the to the players and even to the coaches so that we could you know take that into the season so awesome i appreciate that yeah that was the first time i did that specific talk and anytime i do that I'm like i you know i'm, I'm prepping i'm practicing all that and i'm like as i'm driving to the places for the first time doing a, a talk for the first time i'm always like this could go really bad <laughs> and uh, sure. I, I think at the time i think i was engaged at that time to my, my now wife and yeah, i told her i yeah. said we'll see we'll see <laughs> And especially because I had so much respect for you, I'm like, I, I don't want to let him down because I remember it was during a um, a winter a winter break practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I remember the girls responded really well, so that was that was always fun. So yeah. uh, good. I'm glad that one. I'm glad that one stuck with you guys yeah. for sure. Um, but anyways, I could do this forever. I appreciate all the kind <laughs> words. It's not about me. They they hear from me. I was gonna say every week. It's been a minute since we recorded, so. Um, this will be the first one in a little while, but, uh, we're here to talk about you, man, and get some more insight into, into your life and your coaching background. So, uh, tell me a little bit about your athletic background, your coaching background and, and kind of how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, so growing up, uh, you know, basic, you know, playing little league and, uh, you know, rec ball as far as, uh, basketball. So basically baseball and basketball were the two sports that I, uh, found most enjoyment out of. I was probably, I think, more naturally gifted in baseball, but I just didn't have the passion for it. So um, I really fell in love with basketball from a from an early age. And so once I, I played baseball basically up until my sophomore year in high school and then basically just focused on basketball and uh, started off at Oak Grove High School. Laguna Creek High School wasn't built yet, and so or wasn't opened yet. So uh, I transferred over my sophomore year, um, and then finished off my last three years of high school basketball there. And you know, in in thinking about that, there's there's a story, 
about my senior year that may have like had it gone the other way or the other side of the coin, however you want to phrase it, uh, maybe none of this would have happened. So I'll share it with I'll share it with you because I usually yeah, I actually I actually don't share it all that often. Um, and there's probably not even like some of my friends. I know probably a lot of my teammates may even know this, but uh, my senior year, you know, my sophomore and junior year, I, you know, played well. I was a starter uh, and captain at the end of my junior year. So going into my senior year, you know, obviously you kind of have expectations for yourself and whatnot. And I'd always kind of, for whatever reason, always the month of November was always a bad month for me. I just always started off real slow. Luckily, my coaches saw, you know, okay, he's good enough to make the team, but I was always just like struggling to get into the rotation and whatnot. So, uh, you know, tryouts start November 1st every year. So um, I think we were like on the last day of tryouts and, you know, sitting in school, doing my work, and I get a note in class from the from the coach that he wants to see me. And we had gotten a new coach my senior year. Um, so I didn't really know, you know, I had known him for basically four days of tryouts. And um, so uh, Cecil Duke was his name. He's the head coach. He was the new head coach. And um, so Coach Duke calls me into his room. And so I walk in and there's nobody else in there. So I'm like, ooh, like this isn't just like, hey, you know, he's teaching a class and he just needs to give me something real quick. So he's like, hey, Cody, I, I, want, I want you to take a seat. So I'm like, okay. I'm starting to get a little nervous. And he's like, you know, he starts off with, you know, of course, all these, you know, probably good, positive things like, hey, I really like the way you're working out there. You know, your great work ethic. You know, you're picking up the plays really well. Your basketball IQ is, you know, higher than a lot of players. But, you know, so of course, there's that big but. It's like, but, you know, when it comes to comparing you to some of the other players that are that are trying out, he's like, I just, I, I don't think you're going to make the team this year. And it was just like, a big blow like I'm like like from there on I want to say I didn't hear anything but I remember what he said sure so um because you know obviously in high school and kind of just like I said you know I just had a good year and you know like that was my identity you know being a student athlete being a, a basketball player and so um you know he's like hey you know really just you know I, I love everything you do you know I, I really appreciate everything you do and so I want to keep you on the team but I want you to be you know in a manager role but it won't be a typical manager role you know it'll be like you'll practice with the team you just won't suit up and I almost took that kind of like man that's like a I took it at the time like I don't want that you know so he's like you know I just I, I don't see you making the team unless something crazy happens and so I'm like so you know, I go back to class and of course I'm, you know, I'm not there mentally to do any learning the whole rest of the day. I go to lunch. And I remember sitting at our table and like at our table in, in high school, you know, you have your crew or your, your clique that you hang out with. And my, mine was different because it was just all student athletes, but we weren't like just all basketball players. We had some wrestlers, some soccer players, some swimmers, some baseball players. Like, so we had a good it's like, and we were all, you know, on the teams and making contributions, but we weren't the, you know, all Metro or all league players. So I was just like sitting there, I couldn't eat. And I'm like thinking, man, am I even going to be able to like come back to this table tomorrow 
because I'm not going to be, you know, associated with sports. I was just like so frazzled. And so, um, you know, and Coach Duke had said, you know, hey, go home, talk it over with your parents and, you know, let me know the next day. So I make it through the school day, but there's still tryouts, right? So I go to tryouts. And I, in my head, I'm not even thinking like, oh, I'm going to really show coach, you know, I'm going to show I'm going to work hard. I was just already defeated, unfortunately. And so, you know, we get we get in there, we're kind of like shooting around or whatever. And so then he blows the whistle to start and we were kind of like circling up and he's kind of like talking about, OK, this is the last day of tryouts. You know, this is what we're going to do today. As he's finishing up, two of my teammates from the year before, one a starter, one who would who would come off the bench um come walking into the gym but they're in street clothes and the starter um was like hey coach do you mind if I talk to the team real quick and he said sure so these two guys my my two teammates say they say hey um you know we we really apologize but we got some bad news we didn't make grades so we can't play and like right when that happened I kind of you know just looked I just, I don't know if I meant to, but I looked at my coach, at Coach Duke, and he was already looking at me, and he just kind of like gave me the nod, and that was it. I was on the team because wow. these two guys didn't have the grades, and so, uh, you know, had that not happened, you know, unless you know a miracle happened and I, you know, played lights out that day, you know, I don't think uh, that season would have happened, and then I wouldn't have built the relationship with that coach throughout that year because he was the one after I graduated or even at the end of before I graduated he was asking me and really diligently and asking me to come back and coach hmm. so that you know my, my senior year you know we didn't have a great team and a funny story so again I still start off slow November um and we kind of we, we were going to our first tournament and so it was early December and um coach Duke and one of my teammates I heard them outside the bus and they were having an argument and basically all I heard was you know well take your bag you're not you know you're not getting on this bus and so that player walks off and he's you know mad and so <laughs> coach Duke walks on the bus and call it dumb luck you know he's mad and I think he just by chance happened to see me first and he was just like Cody you're starting tonight so <laughs> so I started I played really well and so that kind of got you know things turning for me and you know eventually again kind of captain and starter my yeah. senior year but um we didn't we didn't have a great year or anything but uh you know uh wins and losses wise but um Anyways, before I before I ended the the school year, he was asking me to come back, uh, coach. And so at the time, you know, I wasn't again. I wasn't all league. I played well. You know, I I was a contributor to our team, and I think actually that year was kind of a, a crazy year. I ended up at some time throughout the season playing all five positions, which is wow. kind of unheard of. But That's I wild. was just able to kind of. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't point guard too much because my handles are not not that great. Never were, <laughs> but um, you know there was there were some points where I had to to play point guard. But um, so he asked me to come back, and so I kind of knew that my playing career 
my abilities to go to the next level weren't really there. I kind of had some, you know, maybes out there that I could have played, but I just didn't, you know, go into that. And so I did go into coaching. And so two months after, probably more like two weeks after graduating, I was back in the gym uh, helping out with summer league. Uh, for that next year, for that next group of students. And so I started off coaching um, as a varsity assistant that first year after graduating. And so that was the 97, 98 year. And then uh, I was either a varsity assistant or JV head coach or freshman head coach. Um, and then that was until 06 with Laguna Creek. And then I got my first varsity head coaching job at Florin High. Uh, I was there for four years, and then uh, after four years at Florin High, I thought I was done coaching high school basketball. So hmm. um, I had kind of just gotten worn out, and and unfortunately, I knew it early in the season. Um, I remember we had had a game, a home game, and I was walking out to my car after the game, and <laughs> I remember I was just packed like a mule. I had like four duffel bags, and you know water bottles and a basketball you know and I'm like trying to get to my car and I walk you know through the gym and I'm walking out to my car and I'm like man I'm the only one here oh, and so man. I'm like man like is this you know and like it was probably a tough loss so that didn't help so I was just like I think I'm done you know so hmm. you know I still made it through that year and you know we we did have some success with that that last squad at, at uh Florin but I knew I was done. So I, I resigned. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm never going to coach high school again, unless it's at Laguna Creek. I said, you know, if something ha happens at Laguna Creek, I'll coach again. And my goals or aspirations had always kind of been, Hey, I'm going to coach. I want to coach at the next level. Hmm. Of course, the dream would be like, Hey, be, you know, I wasn't like always like, Oh, I want to be a a head coach of a D1 school, but hey, if I could be an assistant or whatever, I would, I would love that job just because of like what assistants do. I've always said, ah, I'm a good head coach, but I'm a great assistant coach. Hmm. Um, and so I left Florin and I actually got on at uh, Sac City under coach Andrew Jones on the men's side as an assistant coach. So I was really excited about that opportunity. I was there for the summer we're working out the guys in the summer. And then um, I had gotten my teaching credential. And so I'm, you know, applying for jobs and I get the, <laughs> I get this uh, job opportunity or this um, interview down in Southern California. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go down, go to this interview and I'm going to just kind of make a weekend out of it. Just a, a fun trip down to SoCal. And uh, so I went down and I ended up getting the job. There was like 132 people or something. They told me that applied for this job. I got the job. So I had to say goodbye to Sac City uh, and ended up moving down to Southern California. Well, I'm in the job for about, I don't know, five or six weeks. And <laughs> the athletic director comes by my classroom uh, and had said something to me because he was also in my department as a teacher. And as he's leaving, he's like, oh, by the way, you're also the boys basketball coach. And just then he left. You. Yeah, just <laughs> so I'm like, what? So I was like, did he really just say that to me? And um, so, of course, they had hired me because of, I mean, 
not just because I was a basketball coach, but I'm sure that that helped because I had that history. So they had hired me to because they needed a new basketball coach as well. So he ended up calling me later that night. I was like, you know, hey, yes, we do need you to coach. And uh, so I coached one year down at the school, Hamilton High School. It's in Anza, California. <laughs> you will never hear of this place. It was really small school, about 400 students total. Oh, man. Um, and like no real like feeder programs. I mean, because it's just out. It's basically between... Um, like Temecula and Palm Springs. So it's in the desert kind of. Interesting. Okay. And so just like a really <laughs> odd situation. So I would get these kids come out for basketball and it was just, you know, they just don't have the, the reps that I was used to. So I was doing a lot of, you know, kind of scaling it back. And sure. um, so I was there one year, I got pink slipped. So I came back up to, you know, Elk Grove and I'm like, okay, I'll just, you know, try and find a job here. I'll sub in the meantime as a substitute teacher. And so almost to the year, I then got a job opportunity at Manteca High School. So I took that and um, I found out on the first day that I had basically been hired again to coach basketball, coach the boys basketball team. Yeah. But they they had already put in the paperwork for me to get hired so they had to kind of go with me i don't think it was like oh now we're stuck with him but uh the varsity head coach at the time was applying to be an ad at another school and they thought for sure he was going to get the job but he didn't so he stayed on and so they're like well hey can you help out be an assistant coach so i kind of didn't want to but i didn't you know first impressions i'm trying to you know land a job keep a job sure so i'm like yeah you know i'll coach so here i am again coaching high school basketball and i didn't you know i told myself two years ago i'm done yeah um so i was a boys basketball assistant coach at manteca one year and then towards the end of that year uh the girls coach had stepped down and she calls me and says hey i really think you should apply for my job and i'm like you know, prior to that, I had said, there's no way in the world I'll ever coach girls. I had such a unfortunate negative concept or, you know, viewpoint of what girls basketball was. And, you know, I really, uh, I'm foolish for having that, that, that mind frame at the time, but, um, so kind of begrudgingly, I did, I had had an assistant at Florin high school, uh, Baron Parks would always telling me, Hey, you need to be a girls coach. You need to be a girls coach because you'd be really good. And this is while I'm a varsity boys coach and he's coaching for me, you know? <laughs> um, but he kept telling me about girls basketball. So uh, I, you know, I put in for it and, and, you know, got the job. And so that also helped me keep a job as a teacher, which was good. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, started my journey as a girls basketball coach and, and I'm so glad and thankful that that happened because it just I think it brought new life right so two years ago I was kind of like done with it I felt kind of deflated um and girls basketball had brought kind of a new a new fire coaching wise for me and so um did two years at Manteca and then my wife had gotten pregnant with our our first child and so I was kind of like ooh, I you know I lived in Elk Grove and was was commuting to Manteca every day Ooh. so a 50 minute drive there 50 minute drive back 
I can't teach and coach and have my wife at home with a newborn. Um, so I resigned at the end of the, what would have been, I think the 13, 14 season, um, cause my daughter was going to be born in May. And so, um, again, I was like, okay, I'm done. And in a, in a sense, it was kind of a relief. I knew that, I'd, you know, still be teaching at Manteca, but you know, Hey, at least I'm not coaching. I'll be able to come back as soon as I can for, for, for my family. And, uh, again, that whole thing of like, Hey, if Laguna ever opened up, that's where I would, you know, want to go and coach. And sure enough, like two weeks after I, uh, had resigned at Manteca, Laguna Creek boys job opens up. So I like, Hey, God's telling me something here. So Man, I guess so. Uh, again, I was like kind of done with high school sports, but I was like, all right, I'm going to apply. And so I had reached out to the AD at the time and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm interested in the job. And he's telling me about, well, we're still, when they put jobs out, they've got to give people in the district the first dibs at the job. And so he's like, well, we're, you know, um, interviewing two people. And if it gets past those two people, I'll let you know and bring you in for an interview. Well, they ended up hiring one of the people, uh, coach Gill, who's still there as the boys coach doing a, doing a fantastic job. And so, um, I was like, oh man. So yet the AD had called me to let me know. And he's like, but Hey, my girl's job is about to open up in about a week, apply for that one. So I'm like, okay. So again, it had gone in district, but nobody in the district had applied for it. But then when it opened up to the public, nine people applied for the job. So I was like, wow, why do so many people want this Laguna girls job? Because unfortunately they hadn't been doing too well um, in the years prior. So, um, Fortunately, I got the job and it also helped me get a teaching job. Although I wasn't at Laguna, I was in the Elk Grove district at Pleasant Grove High School. So I remember that I spoke to that class. So I was um, then, you know, teaching at PG and then coming over to Laguna after school to do practice and whatnot. That only happened for a year. Then I was able to transfer over and now I'm currently at Laguna. But that brought eight years of coaching at Laguna which brought me up to my 25th year of coaching. And then I tacked on one more year of uh, coaching girls tennis last year. So I have three years of coaching girls tennis. I had done two, like my first two years at Laguna. Um, and then I had also coached a year of cross country when I was at Florin. So I've kind of got my feet wet in some other sports, but obviously basketball has been the big, the big passion there. So 26 years total but 25 primarily in basketball. Sorry, Dude. that was really long. You can cut it here. We can say goodnight. <laughs> no, no, not at all, man. I'm, you know, it's crazy, man. We, so like I said, we it's been a couple of years since we podcasted it, and you told me your story. I don't remember some of those details. I don't, I don't think I remembered how much you moved around, yeah. uh, how much you bounced around, and how much, like you said, you were done with uh, high school coaching, but I guess high school coaching wasn't done with you. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they kept That's just pulling you back in. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, you know, the thing I appreciate, and like I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, the thing I appreciate about your story is that uh, you, you've had a lot of ups and downs as far as the wins and the losses. Uh, I think you had, if I don't, if I remember correctly, you had some pretty successful seasons at Manteca. 
Um, and then coming back to Sacramento with Laguna Creek, like you said early on, there were some some lean seasons when it came to to the um, to the wins and losses. But then, obviously, you ended on a pretty high note. And in 2022, you um, you won the the section title, and uh, which like like I, I always tell people, man, that I was I was so excited for you and your program uh, because of the you know knowing some of the journey that you had been on. And like I said earlier, like it, it, it never seemed to phase you, you know, like I like you said, you had moments at your trunk where you're like in the parking lot alone thinking, I don't want to do this anymore, which is understandable. But from, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, oh man, this dude shows up every single day with the same passion to, to coach these girls. And the next season he does the same thing. Even if you only won three games, he comes back the next season and does it again. And so seeing that that amount of success those two years in a row right the was it 2021 you guys had a really good season 2022 you guys actually won the section championship yeah. and so but then you but then you stopped coaching basketball which is the fascinating thing for me you kind of you kind of but kind of and then you went back you came back to coach tennis like you said so you kind of pulled a little yeah. bit of a tom brady you know said so you're tiring and then you just came <laughs> back and played one more year but That's the first was, time I've ever been compared to Tom Brady, so thank you. <laughs> I'll cut. I'll cut that clip and send it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, what was that? What was that? Because I imagine that was a difficult decision, you know. And I'm sure you had your reasons, good reasons for it. But I imagine that after you're on that high, and I don't know where that ranks as far as your coaching experiences, but I imagine it's probably up there pretty high. You have this incredible season, this incredible high, and then the next season you're like, I'm I'm going to step away. So what was that decision-making process like? And was it a difficult choice? Um, you know, again, winning the section title was, you know, obviously something that every coach kind of has in their, you know, clouds of, of what they're trying to obtain every year. Uh, so it was definitely something that um, I was proud of and, you know, like, kind of that finally type thing you know year sure. 25 um i had one i was lucky enough to be a part of some some good teams at laguna on the boy side so when i was a varsity assistant we won a section title in 1999 we also won one in 2005 or 2004 i can't remember 2005 um so i i had experienced it but as an assistant coach you don't you know they aren't coming up and interviewing me after the game you sure. know as an assistant coach so you yeah. definitely get more credit, although I, I I would be the first one to say, like, my coaching staff, like, I give them a lot of credit for for the success that we had, you know, my assistant coaches and stuff. But um, getting back to answering the question, um, I think it was just a, a prolonged uh, answer or end to the means as far as me wanting to get out of high school sports. And I know it sounds so <laughs> negative when I say that, but, you know, from the end of that 2010 season at Florin and having that, okay, Hey, I'm going to move on 12 years in the making. Yeah. I finally, so going into that season, I had told my, my top assistant, who's basically my co-head coach, uh, coach Tillery. I told him, I was like, Hey man, this is it. This is going to be the last season for me. Um, so he knew, and I knew that going in. So it, I didn't tell anybody other than, I mean, my wife knew and, and I didn't, I mean, I don't know if I told my kids, I don't think that they would really would have understood at the time. So, sure. um, 
so they knew you know basically just two people knew and so um it in a sense it kind of helped me um uh, experience and like uh, i'm trying to think of the word but like uh, you know really appreciate the game and the practices and even just the little like talking to the players when they come into my classroom and stuff um it made me appreciate everything more even even the refs even the refs i appreciated the refs. them more um man they need to hear just, that you know i was appreciating the game you know sure. knowing that this was going to be it like i knew for sure like okay there's nothing there you know i'm already at laguna i don't you know uh, my kids are are i don't plan on having any more kids like i'm yeah. good so like i i knew that you know and that was another thing that was kind of pulling me is like my kids were I, I tried to get my kids involved with my program as much as I could. So I'd bring them to practices. I'd bring them to games whenever I could. I, I remember uh, coaching, like, I think it was preseason uh, scrimmages with my kids on the bench with me <laughs> because my assistants couldn't make it. And um, my wife was was busy at a at a billiards tournament. So I had my kids with me, and, and I'm coaching this, and I, I just really – like I was really just eating everything up because I, I like, I wanted them to experience. They loved coming to the gym with me. And so I knew that that was there, but then I also knew like, man, I know I'm missing a lot at home. Mm -hmm. Like I could be at home spending time with my family and my kids. And even though I see my players and stuff all the time, like as family, like the, if you look at my Instagram, Facebook, whatever, the people that follow me or that I follow, I'm going to say probably 70% of them are basketball related. So, um, you know, it's not just a, Hey, you're under my wing for whatever, two years. And then see, I never want to talk to you again, but like, I, uh, I'm hoping that I'm investing in them, um, and hoping to like give back to them as much as I can, even though basketball season, basketball life may be over with. So, um, you know, just it, that 12 year kind of in the making going into that last season, I knew that that it was going to be it. So when it came to the end, you know, you're kind of always kind of like, well, if we lose this game, this could this could be my last game as we got into the playoffs. So that was always kind of like uh, a nervous thing in the back of my head because I knew how much of a profound effect it would be. So luckily, my girls. <laughs> produced really well and you know we were able to win section and then make it into the the third round of the the norcals but um yeah i i just knew i just knew going in and i felt calm you know i felt good about it i knew it at the beginning of the season and so um you know it was a, a lot easier to make and so i think you know had we not won or say we had a horrible season sometimes i think that's even harder especially um, in my case, still being on campus as a teacher, uh, because then you still see the students, you still kind of get word of mouth of the games, or maybe you're at a game and you could be like, oh, you know, I could have, should have, would have, or you may hear, you know, student athletes be going like, oh, I'm glad Coach Norman is gone, you know, or that sure. type of thing. You know, you don't want to hear sure. that, but I think that makes it harder for uh, for somebody to leave, like maybe after a hard season. Sure. Um, I don't think that's why I stayed with it because I, when I came to Laguna, um, on the girls' side, uh, it was it was crazy because I got the job and I, 
I felt really excited about it because I was okay. Hey, this is what I wanted. You know, this is what I said. Hey, if I ever come back, this is what I want to do. And it's at Laguna. But I was having such a hard time putting a coaching staff together. So I had mm. had this like long list. Okay, I'm going to call this person, this person. You know, I had a, a a list of like seven people that I was like, okay, if I can get three of these people, I'm going to be able to fill my staff. I couldn't get anybody. And so um, it just so happened that a, a coaching, I guess you could say buddy or friend who had coached at Laguna on the boy side with me um back in like 2002 I want to say um he had been coaching at Monterey Trail on the girls side Louis Corpus and he had just been let go the the previous season and so I was like I called him up I'm like hey Louis what do you think about you know helping me out you know I was like I, I I'm I'm drawing at straws here you know not to no offense but yeah. like if I can get you, you just, and they did well at man. He, he did well at Manteca. Yeah. Um, at, not Manteca, sorry. At Monterey trail. Monterey trail. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what a great, you know, like assistance to have. And he was like, Hey, I'll come along just as long as I can bring my assistant BT coach Tillery, who ended up being my top assistant. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So, uh, when I had met coach Tillery started to kind of go off, tangent but i had seen coach tillery around i'd been to games you know scouting games or seen games that he was at <laughs> and he he may get upset when he if he sees this podcast but i would always and i've shared this story but i would always look at him and be like who does this guy think he is because he would walk in he would like know everybody he's shaking hands and i'm just like there's something off about this guy like he doesn't you know something's not right about this guy and uh, sure enough, now I'm coaching with this guy, right? So I'd already had like a negative, uh, pre you know, preconceived notion about him. But then, like after day one, like me and the, you know, we kind of joke about it. He's my soul brother. Like we would finish each other's sentences, like on the same, you know, wavelength. Like on so much, so many things. I mean, thinking about my last season, it happened at least three or four times where it would be halftime and, you know, I'm going to check the scorebook or, you know, I talking to the rest or I get stopped to where I can't get into the locker room right away. So he would start talking to the girls and he would, you know, draw up a play or say something. And then I would walk in and I would draw up the exact same play and say the exact same thing, even though we didn't talk about it. I'd been busy, whatever, but like we would, we were just so, you know, intermeshed. And so, um, I was just really blessed to have him. So I don't think if had I not had Coach Tillery with me at Laguna as an assistant, even through the 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 dark years when those first four years were rough, um, I don't think I would have lasted as long. So he also kind of brought a new fire to my coaching to where I'm like, okay, now I'm not just one fire, but I have two fires going. And he could always pick up the slack where I may have left off. So um, it was, it was just a, a, a great, great situation. And so it was also great to be able to end with him, you know, at Laguna as well. That's I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause I, you know, one of the questions I had for you was about the importance of surrounding yourself with a, a great coaching staff. And, uh, you know, I've always said on all the, all the podcasts that I've done, you know, it, it's like, it's a consistent theme where, 
you know, obviously your voice as the head coach is important. You're the one that kind of puts the vision for the team and the culture out there. But at the end of the day, the reality is a head coach is not, especially as you get into the larger size teams, the head coach isn't always going to, isn't always going to vibe with every single athlete. Sometimes they're going to have a much stronger connection with one of the assistant coaches. And that's not to say that it's a bad head coach or the athletes, you know, has any issue with the head coach. There's just sometimes a personality difference. And so, you know, my, my focus has always been, how does, how does the, the team around a head coach affect the rest of the team? But I've never really considered the fact that having great assistant coaches also brings a lot of peace of mind and probably some sanity to a head coach. Because if you, if you have great people around you, there are going to be moments where they're going to have to kind of help lift you up when you're down or maybe bring you down when you're a little too high. And so yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad you said that because I've never really taken too much time to think about how I always look at it from the athlete perspective and how assistant coaches help there. But it's interesting how much it, it can actually really be a benefit to the head coach too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hands down, I've been, I've just been blessed with, it's not like, again, like the BT situation. I didn't go out and, you know, Hey, I, I want you to join my staff. That was just by chance because I did Louie. Um, so like having, I mean, again, I give a lot of credit, you know, I've been, you know, honored with, you know, coach of the year honors from league and even the sack B that last year. Uh, but I wouldn't get that at all without coach BT, coach Winston, coach, um, Kiana, who, who were helping out, uh, our program and even our lower level coaches, um, BT son was my JV coach for a lot of those years. And so, um, even coach Daz, he, he, those guys, if I don't have them on the court with me every day, there's no way that I, I have a success. I would love to say, Hey, I'm, I'm just a, I'm just such a great coach, but that's not true. And I think any coach, you know, that you would ask, you know, some may have a little bit more of a, you know, uh, ego on them to where they don't want to admit that. But, you know, deep down inside that is like it, it's it's a program changer if you can have a good staff. I love that, man. Um, and, you know, I appreciate too, you know, I, I know I don't want to keep you too long tonight. So I got just a few more questions for you. Um, but going back i think i i can appreciate you being willing to step away from the game from coaching for your family because now you know when we first met was i wasn't married i didn't have kids now i'm married i have two kids and so you know you you understand you have a better perspective and understanding of how um much time that requires especially if you're if your goal is to do a good job as a parent and, and really build a bond with your kids it's a lot of time i'm not coaching though I do this podcast. I can do this late at night. It, it doesn't really affect their lives. They're asleep. They're like, we don't even know this dude podcast. What is a podcast? For, for you though, coaching is in the middle of the day. It's at the end of the day. So when most people are going home to their families after work, you're going straight from your classroom to the gym. And, and luckily you're able, you were able to bring your kids into that environment. But I, I have a lot of respect for the fact that you were willing to step away from that to spend more time with your family. Because I think sometimes with coaches, I'm sure you've seen this before, there's this this loyalty which I can respect to your team and to the athletes that you coach because they're like, well, I need to be there for them because they're counting on me, which is awesome. But for me, trying to trying to I guess imagine prioritizing kids on a team versus the kids that are in my house, like they can find another coach, but yeah. the kids in your own household, they're not going to be able yeah. to find you a replacement for you. And if they do, it's probably not going to be a great thing. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, 
the fact that you were willing to do that, where some people would would kind of maneuver and try to figure out how to make it work still, and mm-hmm. you know try to win in both areas, you just realize no, I, I can't do that. I got to spend the time with my family because I'm missing too much. Like a lot of res- a lot of respect to you for that, man. Well, thank you. Um, and you know, I think a lot of respect for that situation and and the ability prior to that situation, you know, falls on my wife. Uh, you know, if, if you don't have that support at home and I've coached, you know, two, a lot of years to see where, when the coaches don't have that support at home, you know, unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, families break apart or, you know, they're, they're living in a turmoil type situation at home. And so um, I've just always been blessed by my wife to, to always coach and so like even you know a lot of those years leading up to finally leaving high school sports um you know I would tell her like hey you know I think this is gonna be my last year and she would you know kind of say like okay you know kind of let me kind of flesh out you know what I'm saying but then she would always kind of come back and be like "I I don't want you to give up your passions you know to be at home and so she was always supportive obviously of me but then also taking care of our three kids and you know she would cook for my basketball team so it wasn't like she was just okay I'm gonna be away and not be a part of your program but I'm also gonna come in and and join so like when you can have your family come in and not just you know okay I'm gonna bring my kids but hey my wife's gonna come to the game she didn't come to every game but you know she would come to games I'm going to come and feed your kids, you know, all those things. Um, it was, I was very blessed. Like there's not a lot of coaches that get that kind of backing from, you know, their significant others at home or from their kids. And so, I mean, even, you know, post retirement, um, especially just within the last year, uh, I've been getting a lot of questions from my older two kids, e- even even my youngest, my my four year old, of asking me like, "Hey, Daddy, when are you going to coach again? When are you going to coach again? We we miss going to the gym with you." Mm. And uh, <laughs> so, kind of like, man, you know, like that definitely kind of sparks that flame a little bit more. Um, and I think I'll get, you know, may I'm not going to say I'll never coach again. Um, you know, I would hope to, you know, if the situation is right and you know, it works out, you know, but, um, you know, having them want that for me, it's, you know, I, in a sense, I almost feel like, well, then maybe I should be coaching right now, but I also don't want to take it for granted and not give, you know, that effort at home. Again, my wife's been doing it 24 seven every day. And I've been, you know, away at basketball. Um, uh, you know, I want to be able to honor her and honor the time that she's you know put in and not just say oh i'm gonna give mommy a break tonight that type of thing but actually be engaged in everything 24 7 as much as i can um to be you know involved in my kids because again just like you said you know uh, somebody else can coach and they have found another coach you know at at the teams and schools that i've coached at um but I don't want my wife to find another, yes. you know, dad to be at home. I don't want my kids to find another dad, you know, yeah. to be at home to replace me. So I yeah. know that that's definitely where I need to be. And again, like I said, if it works out in the future to where, you know, I'm coaching again, I know that it will be 
a family supported situation. Um, it's funny, my, my son, my seven-year-old has really gotten into just really lately, like, uh, he wants me to take him into the gym and, you know, start coaching him to a, to a sense. And so, nice. uh, I don't know if I'll be coaching, you know, a little seven-year-old team here <laughs> coming up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I'm going to do that, but, you know, I'll definitely, you know, I'm definitely going to, again, enjoy the process of watching my kids grow up in hopefully some sports. And, you know, if I can, if I coach them or if I'm just, a uh, uh, a good parent on the sidelines not yelling too much then i'll you know enjoy <laughs> that as well there you go and uh, you know man i love everything you just said and i appreciate that and again just gives me more uh context and, and more appreciation for your decision to step away um when you did and it makes a lot of sense why you did and and for all good reasons i do want to just mention this real quickly we don't have to talk about this too long i think we talked about this before uh, you kind of just briefly said your your wife cooked for your team. Let's let's be honest. She's not coming in there with cookies. She's not coming in there with just like, hey, I bought some fruit snacks for everybody. She's this yeah. is like these are like gourmet meals, and you haven't yeah. done it for a minute, man, on on social. But you used to no. post pictures of your lunches. Yeah. Like they're not those are not lunches. You call them lunches. They're not lunches. This is like a <laughs> like a five star gourmet meal yeah. that she's prepping. Yeah. I um. And it, you know, like at the beginning of every semester or new classes that I have, you know, I kind of share a little bit about myself and, uh, you know, obviously talking about my wife and, you know, I let them know, hey, my wife cooks for me and I'll show them kind of like a, a slideshow of, of food that she cooks because, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's a jack of all trades, so to speak. And she, cooking in the kitchen is definitely something that not just I'm, you know, gaining from but you know my kids are gaining and my teams that I coached were gaining from so yeah she would she would go all, all out like yeah it wasn't just oh I'm gonna go pick up some pizzas at Costco and bring them for your team she was like putting together five course meals and really putting in a lot of effort I mean I remember uh one time catching her like up at like four o'clock in the morning like you know prepping some food for a game that you know she wasn't gonna bring the food until like five o'clock but i'm just like again like how can i i feel so selfish and bad about it like how how am i you know taking this time to go coach when my wife is like putting in extra hours losing sleep you know putting this food together for for my teams and so um and you know hey my my players, you know, love the food and, and I don't think my players really understood, oh, coach's wife put in this much effort. I couldn't really get that point across to them. But um, when it came to like the end of the season, they were always really, they always did a good job of really showing appreciation to my wife as well um, for, you know, the efforts that she put in. So yeah, I definitely still eat good at home. I have no doubt. I'm like, I saw some of those pictures. I'm like, this dude's taking pictures off a menu. I don't believe him. <laughs> He's taking pictures off like a, like a restaurant's website. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it was impressive. It was very impressive. I tell impressive. her all the time that she needs to open up a restaurant or like a food truck or something, but she just you know, hasn't, hasn't bought into that dream yet. I think there's a simple solution here, man. Cause like you mentioned, she's a, uh, a stud billiards player. Uh, I think there's a, I think a billiards, like a, you know, a billiards restaurant, place yeah. where people can eat and play pool. It's not there a bad. You yeah, you can combine both passions. There's a there's there a solution go. here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so like I said, man, I got a few more minutes for uh, from you. I, as sure. always, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, hard left turn. 
uh, and I, I pr I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, um, but I'm not, maybe I'm, I'm not as certain who your current favorite athlete is, but who's your favorite athlete of all time? And then um, it doesn't have to be basketball, but if you want to, that's great. And then who's your sure. current favorite athlete? Sure. Um, okay. So yeah, you, you know, the answer um, and that will never waver, but Michael Jordan, uh, I was Ooh, always I a, a big Jordan fan. Uh, growing up, I, I came from the Chicago area originally before we moved out here to California. So I was able to keep those ties to those sports. Like I didn't, it was, and it probably would have been easier to join the, you know, West coast teams like the Niners and the giants, because they were really good in the late eighties and stuff. Sure. Um, but I didn't, and it was hard because I remember going to the playoffs when the giants beat the Cubs in 89 uh the Niners used to kick the Bears butt and um but the Bulls could definitely you yes. know smack down on the Kings <laughs> so that was always nice yeah uh, and having Jordan on that team of course you know whatever you want to say he's the greatest and uh it's funny I'm sitting in my son's room right now um and when I was his age even at the age of seven I would have probably three or four posters of Jordan up in my room he has Pokemon uh, Transformers, so uh, <laughs> not quite the same buy into sure. sports, but he does. He does, and it's kind of I almost made him throw it away, but he got uh, you know a little claw machine game, and he won a LeBron James keychain, and I almost made him like it was hard for me to let him keep that. But nothing against LeBron James, great player. Uh, I don't even want to get into that, but Jordan. Jordan definitely is is my all time favorite or you know player from the past. Sure. And then the other part was who's my current favorite. Yeah, if you since obviously since Jordan's not playing anymore, if you had to pick yeah. a, a current favorite right now, who's the who's uh, the athlete? You know, in thinking about that, I I would probably say uh, my favorite athletes, or I'm going to say athletes, are my former players. So I've got I'm lucky enough to have some former players that are playing college ball now so it's with like ESPN plus I get to catch a lot of their games and so um Array Young is starting at Tulsa Zoe Tillery a is, family friend of ours we didn't yeah, we didn't realize yeah, that you, that was a weird connection yeah, you but told yeah me that. yeah um yeah. so she's at Tulsa and uh Zoe Tillery is starting at UC Riverside and then another girl that I only coached her for one year but um Malia Egan is playing at Montana State so um, being able to watch them, like, you know, and not have to actually, I've been able to go to some of their games in person, uh, which is always a, a, an amazing thing to do, but then, you know, actually see them on TV and like hear the, you know, um, announcers and, you know, play by play guys, like talk great things. And they'll even bring up, you know, this, you know, Ray Young from Laguna Creek, you know, blah, blah. blah. And so it's always nice. like just a, a special impact. So I would probably say that those are my current favorite players. Uh, I would love to say that I watch NBA, but unfortunately I just haven't gotten around to get back into the the role of, of watching NBA. And even to go maybe a step further, maybe why I'm not watching NBA, but uh, some of my favorite coaches to watch are actually some of my former players that are coaching high school basketball. So crazy enough, two of my former players are, now the varsity head coach at the coaches that I coached them or at the schools that I coached them at. So 
uh, Antoine Simmons, I coached at Florin. He's now the boys varsity coach at Florin. And Joey McGowan, who I coached at Hamilton, uh, which was a school down in Southern California. He's now the varsity boys coach there. So that's kind of nice to be able to check in on them, watch them, you know, look at match preps and see what how they're doing or go catch a game. Um, and then I have a couple other former players that are like uh, varsity assistants at other schools in the Sacramento area. So I try to catch their games as well. So that's also kind of like just a whole nother, like I'm almost awestruck and like so happy for them that they're um, enjoying, you know, the passion and that's now become a passion. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, but specifically, I mean, it's awesome to, to watch your, your former athletes play at the next level. I'm sure that's probably got to be nerve wracking and also just a lot of fun. You probably want to get your coaching from the couch, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the idea that you have former players that are now coaching and obviously the one in the L- LA is awesome, but if we're focusing here in Sacramento, um, our home team, obviously it's awesome that you have, it's like the, it's an extension of, uh, of you that's now coaching, right? Your, your impact, your influence, uh, obviously the experience they have with you as a coach, uh, at some point must have inspired them to also go on a coach or you weren't a coach that, uh, cause we've all had those situations where a coach, we've always said they can have a tremendous impact on an athlete's life, either for positive or sometimes for negative. And I know people that never picked up a baseball again because they had a bad experience with some coach or they never touched sure. a basketball again. And, and so the fact that <clears throat> you played a role in their life and now they're coaching themselves and, and investing back into the same home team is pretty cool and I, i'm sure you remember this i'm sure you have this book but uh the one in a million book from character combine uh, yeah this whole concept of you impact one person then hopefully that person impacts other people and then by the end of your life if you can somehow trace it all the way back to you know you you've impacted indirectly a million people yeah. and yeah. so um <laughs> it's cool to actually see that lived out for you man not just through yeah. your athletes but then through the athletes that are going on to coach and so yeah, i'm well, glad you mentioned for- that thanks for blowing that mind blowing me there on that. Cause I didn't really ever really put that into play as far as like, okay, this is cause you know, again, um, in both of them, I kind of saw qualities, but I didn't, you know, necessarily think it would happen. And then, um, you know, yeah, it's definitely just a, a you know, a proud coach moment type situation or like a, almost a proud dad type situation where you can see them, um get into those positions because one thing is just getting your foot in the door and getting the job you know that's one thing in itself but then also to to then go out there and start producing uh for your school or the team or the people that you're uh coaching and you know even when I coach you know there there were things that I said ways that I you know wrote on the board before games drills that I did that I got from my coaches you know that I that I played for and so, you know, maybe they're using some things that, you know, I said or did uh, for their own programs. And so it's it's really cool to see. I love it, man. So I got one more for you. This is the big one that we like to end with. And it's actually a perfect, this, what we just talked about is kind of a perfect segue into it. Um, obviously, you're not coaching currently um, with your, with your, uh, your, the pattern that you've had throughout your life, you'll be coaching again pretty soon. But uh you know, what, what is, if we're looking at our home team here in Sacramento, obviously another reason why I was so excited to talk to you and have you on this podcast specifically 
it was because our obviously our our tagline is you know even though we compete in different uniforms we're all a part of the same home team and you know sacramento the surrounding areas obviously you have roots here you played mm -hmm. here you coach here you live here and so you, i mean you're kind of the perfect person to talk to because everything you do all led back to here and so even though you're not coaching currently still teaching uh and, and having an impact on students at the end of the day what do you want your legacy to be you know as a as a coach husband father teacher everything you do like what is the legacy you want to leave behind for our home team of sacramento yeah um that's a really good question um i think when i think about that i saw um a clip from the texas a&m coach buzz williams uh where he was talking about like hey he was kind of like comparing his social media, Instagram and stuff. He's like, you know, the followers that I want to have are, you know, my kids. I want my kids to be my top followers. I want my wife to be my top follower. And so I want to, you know, have this impact at home. And I want that to then, you know, I want my boys to be able to look at me and be like, oh, wow, you know, my dad does that. I hope I can do something like that one day. Or I want my daughter to see me and, say oh wow you know my dad or my dad treats my mom like that i want my husband one day to treat me like that and so uh you know at home my legacy that's that's what i want you know that's what i that's what i strive for every day so obviously you know you've got to uh put in the work you've got to put in the rep the reps for that um as far as like my players and my students that i teach um, I've always told them, you know, one thing that I've always said is just you're trying, you are trying out every day. So, you know, going back to tryouts, um, you know, I just put that into every day, every situation. If you put forth, you know, in tryouts, you always put forth your best effort. And then usually if you make the team, usually your effort kind of dies down a little bit, you know, kind of depending on things. And um, I just tell I tell my students now, like, hey, put forth that best effort every day. You never know that the person sitting next to you is going to be the person 10 years from now across from the table interviewing you for the job that you really want. And you don't want them to think back about, oh, Johnny was, you know, such a mean person in high school. There's no way I'm going to hire him or, you know, just every day in every situation, there's always somebody looking at you. So you're always trying out. Uh, so that's been something that I've always just over the last 10, 15 years that I really kind of tried to stamp down on my on my student athletes and now my students. Um, and then also um, something that kind of I think I try to put forth as far as I guess you could say legacy, um, but I don't necessarily like say it to them, but I try to show it in my actions. Um, is just to be like a humble servant. And I know that sounds kind of like not that, wow, that's an amazing thing. Yeah, I want to do that. But um, I know that like my dad showed me that a lot growing up. Um, my dad was a pastor for 90% of my life growing up. And so I would see him like stacking chairs, like setting up chairs, like for, you know, hours on a Saturday night before the next you know, morning service and just like the things that he did in his day to day to serve, you know, the community of the church or the community of Elk Grove or wherever we were. Um, I saw him do that. And so um, I know I did that a lot in 
coaching almost to a fault because people will come up and ask me like, hey, coach, do you want help with this? And I'd be like, no, you know, I got it because I, I felt kind of like I didn't want to put them out or have them have to do more, even though some of them were just like almost like it would be like a manager. Shout out to my managers. They were awesome again. But like they would like almost that was their job to be there to help out. And I'd, I'd always like try to like do it as much as I could to a fault um, just to kind of show them like even though you may not get it may not be the funnest job or um, you know the most glamorous thing to do every time it does it you know hopefully you show that repetition and that um, action in front of the people that you care for that you love you know whether it's the players that you're coaching or the people in your family or the people at your workplace your friends whatever it is um, kind of having that humble servant attitude towards things can kind of keep you level-headed and not, you know, have you get so caught up in the highs and lows. And so that's what I, you know, you kind of talked about the highs and lows that I had at some of those seasons and with some of those uh, schools, I think having that kind of mind frame uh, kind of got me through a lot. And that's what I hoped, you know, can be, uh, displayed for those people around me. Awesome, man. That's a, that's the perfect that's a perfect way to end this thing. So, uh, man, I, again, I keep saying I appreciate the time. Appreciate you uh, um, putting up with all my texts and bothering you. I know, and I, I was going to say this earlier when you mentioned that you left me hanging. I, I do know for a fact I left you hanging at one point too. So it was a mutual thing. But I'm glad that it happened now. Uh, Definitely, it seems like as with everything else in your life, it was the right timing for this podcast. So, um, man, always good catching up with you and, uh, good luck with, with everything that you got going on in the future. And one day when I know you'll be coaching again, uh, maybe like you said, maybe it's seven year olds this next time, but, uh, Hey, you know, I I know you'll kill it, man. And I I know you'll do well. (laughs) So, uh, you know, keep, man, keep having an impact on the city and, and the, the home team here. We appreciate you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's a, it's a real honor. Absolutely, man. All right. Take care. All right.